Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Intermission. This the season for day drinking from. <clears throat> <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yep. All right, we've got our E2M9 bonus episode. Uh, I know I said that we would be continuing intermission after the start of the new year, but... Um, we got antsy. <laughs> a, it's the holiday season, and I like being generous. B, the CAC Awards are out, and that is a fantastic reason to theme a bonus episode around. Hell yeah. And C, fuck all y'all, I do it what I want. The CAC Awards actually came out on time this year. What the fuck? Yeah. I know, wow. <laughs> that. I think uh, the new crew members are a little bit to thank for that, because we brought in two new writers in order to replace the sadly departed KMX XX, KMX 6X, Ziggy Stardust, and they got their writing done way ahead of time. They are just absolute troopers. They took on a whole bunch of articles, wrote them all out like half a month ahead of time, and whenever we gave them edits or revisions to do, they got it done in just a couple days. So their dog didn't eat their homework? No, surprisingly. So, not Jabba, Demon of the Well, good work, you guys. Welcome to have you aboard the team. Very glad you could be with us. kind of wish I got delayed, so I could have more time to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... I'm actually was the third to finish all of my stuff, and I ended up taking up a whole bunch of extra stuff to write up as well. Like, jeez, we're we're, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here. We haven't even like introduced ourselves. Oh yeah, buggery! I was uh, so intent on talking about how great the new guys are, I completely forgot about us. But here with us this time, we've got me as always, Kenzie. Also, as always, I apologize in advance. And with us, we also have Keegan, another wonderful modder. Hello, everybody. And we have the goddamn Doom guy. Hey, I just want to get this over with so I can go back to war. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's, I'm really happy. To... Mm-hmm. We're glad to have you along. I love your streams. Love your blog. I feel important now. It's so crazy. You mean? You mean he, like he's a pillar of a, the Doom community? Oh god, really? <laughs> How many pillars of the Doom community are there now? I mean, someone has to be load-bearing around here. That's a really fragile pillar, let me tell you. Uh, don't worry, we can always just toss Pepsi at it. Okay. Or whiskey. I'm, right. I'm into whiskey now. <laughs> Why not Pepsi and whiskey mixed? Oh my god. Combine the two. Breakfast of Champions. Fantastic. Great way to Lab. brush your teeth in the morning, I'm told. Mm. And with that, yes, as mentioned before, before I completely forgot the routine of things. Man, it's been so long since we did this. I am so rusty. The 2017 CAC Awards have come out. Man, this year was a huge explosion of content in the Doom community. Oh my god. Doom is yeah. 24 years old, and... I mean, I think it's pretty obvious to say, but the release of Doom in 2016, the reboot version, has kind of brought a whole bunch of new people into the community, huh? Good. Yeah. Kind of like what Doom 3 did? Mm-hmm. Except tied to a good game. 
Yeah, more so. <laughs> oh, don't bully Doom Three. It tried. I know mm -hmm. people that fight you for that. Bring him on! Bring him on! They'll have to find me in the dark. <laughs> don't worry. They've got a flashlight. It's the BFG edition. So with this, well, I mean, let's jump straight into it. The CAC Awards 2017. What do y'all guys Ooh. think? So far, I'm having a blast. Some really good choices this year. I think this year there was a really in interesting problem to have in that there was so much good stuff coming out that a lot of it was forgotten. <laughs> Only the Doom community has that problem. So it's gotten to the point of, oh, hey, why isn't Project X in here? And it's like, oh, shit, there are like at least 10 other projects that were better. <laughs> All-time high for runners-up. Mm. What a first-world problem. <laughs> Too much mm -hmm. stuff to play. <laughs> Isn't that like the usual for the Doom community? It's it's either oh. one of two things: a we oh, have fantastic. too much stuff we want to play, or b we're busy with our own projects and we have no time to play it. I'm okay with being spoiled for choice. Uh, <laughs> seriously, there's no better joy than having Doom as your favorite game of all time. I wish other game communities could know how great it is. Mm -hmm. I can think of at least one. The Gameplay Mod Awards getting expanded into three awards, that was a big thing I was really pushing for, because there's just way too damn many, way too damn many good gameplay mods out there. I mean, 2017 alone, there was, there was Doom Delta, Necro Doom, Meta Doom, Wolfenstein Infinity... Space Hunter, Kriegsland, Natronian Chaos, Final Doomer. Oh, there was just way, way, way too many good gameplay mods this year. It was impossible to pick just one. Yeah. What the fuck is Space Hunter? <laughs> Something some nerd made. Oh, right. Oh. What about that Hyper shit? Oh, what the hell, man? Uh, I think that's that Overwatch gameplay mod, isn't it? Um, mm, yeah, God. something like that. Watch bleeds into everything. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. something... Is that the one where you get to throw your hat and drink bone-hurting juice? <laughs> yeah, the I one with some... the DRM bubbled in. Yeah, I heard about that. I think the author's getting sued or something. Yeah. Oh, man, he's in for it now. Mm. He's getting super in for it. Oh, when shit. you break internet law, you, you're absolutely fucked. Also, um, I think that was also the one with the titty monster that completely destroyed Doom Guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have any no, comments, Doom Guy? <laughs> oh. Clearly, it was well a well-deserved reward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's actually interesting, because I had to really fight them on High Noon Drifter. Um, I'm just going to get this out of the way. I fought against High Noon Drifter the moment they brought it up. Like, wow. I was 100% against it, and for one simple reason. The moment it was brought up for the Gameplay Mod Award, I said, okay, High Noon Drifter, you guys like it. That's cool. How many other Gameplay Mods have you played this year? They just, um... Uh, Insert crickets here. <sighs> Gameplay mod? Is that a boom map set? <laughs> oh, Doom World. Yeah, but, but 
what I did is I ended up distributing the list of gameplay mods that I was personally keeping an eye on. So, like, I gave them everything. Oh. And it took about a week, but they came back and said, yes, High Noon Drifter. I'm like, ah, you guys got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Yes, High Noon Drifter. Alfonso loved it. Demon of the Well loved it. Scuba Steve loved it. Not Jabba loved it. Everyone. They were, it was unanimous. I don't have any more room for cackle words. And you right. just gritted your teeth and did it. <laughs> oh, if only I added the artifact. <laughs> if only you added the artifact. <laughs> uh, but even with that aside, there was some really, really good gameplay mods. Like another one I've been playing that's really enjoying is Kriegsland. Blathordnung. Oh yeah. Horribly mispronounced that. I'm sorry about that. But everybody loves Nazis. <laughs> or okay, rephrase. Everybody loves shooting Nazis. They're the flavor of the week. Both your starting sentence and the repeat. <laughs> They've been and the flavor of the week since World War II. Wolfenstein the New Order has been a big inspiration for mods. Kind of like Doom and Doom 3 and Doom 4 itself was. And it, it's really kind of nice to have a full dedicated enemy set in mods nowadays because that doesn't often get done. I mean, you've got weapon sets out the arse. You got guns. Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> out the arsenal. <laughs> but you don't see a lot of full enemy sets. Well, yeah. there are a lot more enemies than there are weapons. Usually. Usually. Also- a lot of modders like to redress the balance a bit in the favor of weapons. but And there's usually a lot more sprites required for uh, enemies than uh, guns. Say, for a gun, you can make a good gun with just three single sprites. For a monster... Uh... <laughs> I mean, you know, shit, even Wild, even Wild Weasel's Nazis uh, took a few shortcuts in that regard, with uh, some of the monsters being, um, you know, they only had uh, one angle, and it was always facing the player, which got mm-hmm. kind of weird when the, you know, they, you know, they started backpedaling away from you and shooting out of their ass. Yeah. To be fair, that's canon. <laughs> well, that's how they fought back. Yeah. It's canon, but it's still no less weird, unfortunately. Yeah. What about uh, you guys? Do you, uh, you have any mods that uh, you really enjoyed playing, you were happy to see, you really wanted to see? Well, if you look at the runners-up, I think that Rise of the Wool Ball should have taken one of the big awards. Oh, and yes. The fact that it got pushed out into a runners-up is by no means a condemnation of its quality, but more of a sign of just how much good stuff there was this year. Like, holy shit. Rise of the Wool Ball broke my little heart to let go into runner-up. It was an improvement in every way on its predecessor. Better levels, better weapons, better engine, metaphorical engine, better enemies. And it was just fun. It was a whole lot of fun. And really, that's what counts, right? That is the priority. I was definitely fond of Rise of the Wool Ball. I, I felt like it should have uh, been in one of the big uh, positions up there, too. But hey, at least it still got mentioned, and you know that's what it needs, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a project that deserves it, the love that it got. 
Mm-hmm. I think it deserved a bit more love, but we don't live in a perfect world. I definitely need to play it. You guys are giving it a lot of praise. Make play it. <laughs> I think this year, like just this year alone, it's probably good to treat the runners up as like a second barrel of CAC awards because yeah, that's how I've nearly, seen it. Yeah, nearly every single runner-up project has been absolutely incredible in their own way. It's just the main projects have been a little bit, a little bit bigger. Another bit, another runner-up that uh, I've seen some people arguing should have gotten a top ten is uh, Water Lab. Hmm. Uh, yes, Water Lab. NJ is very, very good at mapping, even in Z Doom, and he, ooh, Water Lab's a treat to go through. Well, NJ really doesn't have anything left to prove. So the fact that he's still putting stuff out there and that it's still, like, hitting the top tier is really fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've always liked NJ's maps. He's like the entire community's grandfather at this point. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, pretty old. Late 40s, <laughs> 50s. I know he's got, like, a teenage son. I hope I... I'm definitely going to be still. Yeah, it's the way to go. You, you got to keep on doom, and even in old age. Though at that point, you're probably going to need to turn on auto-aim for help. <laughs> well, nothing uh, new I there. already might. Soon. I have seen my last stream today, earlier today. And how about that Lilith? <laughs> oh, boy. Are we diving straight into the controversy here? I thought we'd be doing the Lifetime Achievement first, but all right. <laughs> so tell them. Let's let's address the white elephant in the room. How do you respond to the allegations that have been made that the selection of Lilith.pk3 was merely a troll? Um, that's bullshit, but I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought as much. I've I've just seen a bit of sourness here and there. I've heard. And the plays, but the proof of the matter is that Lilith is an interesting, unique thing that does some fun stuff. I had fun, I think. Lilith, <laughs> I was so maybe you were brainwashed. <laughs> maybe you were I brainwashed by the hype. Actually, what hype? Are you even familiar with that wad before you started playing it? Oh, I've seen screenshots, and I was just like, Yeah, what? a bunch of screenshots were uh, posted on Doomworld and tweeted beforehand. And since they were so weird and fucked up, it got some attention. I play it and I'm just like, huh, well, I think this is fun. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah, and then you played it all the way to the end. I feel very uncomfortable, but overall... It's uh, like mixing medication into your dog's food. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is food, this is great. Wait a minute. Shit, I've been tricked. I definitely don't regret my time with it. I have not gotten a chance to play it yet. I'm guilty of that. Sorry, everybody. I've been busy. However, from what I've heard and seen of Lilith, it is fucking fascinating because it's, from my understanding, the creator, uh, the author's name, uh, Anatak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, you know, you know this this source port, this, this engine that we use for everything? What if I reach deep inside, grabbed it, and pulled it inside out? Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's about right it is a complete inverse 
of everything that we know about the engine. And in its own way, isn't it pushing the limits of the engine? Oh yeah, it is absolutely pushing the limits of the engine. And it is the final release, so it is... I won't say a fitting tribute to Randy, but it is definitely the ultimate testament to what the engine is capable of. When it is broken. Completely imploding? Yeah, that's really the biggest thing, I think. It would have been very easy to award it purely out of spite, but A, people would know it instantly because, well, I mean, look at the Mock Award just a couple years ago where where the Mock Award was awarded to Brutalist Doom. Nobody cares about Brutalist Doom outside of the palette, so people caught on very, very quickly. And B, the thing about Lilith is that it's really damn fun, damn interesting, and damn, damn solid. Mm-hmm. Looks crazy. See, I kind of saw it as like a test of like navigation and being able to navigate the, like, the most bizarre, crazy levels ever. That's yeah. why I enjoyed it. I'm a firm believer in a project. Um, a project can st- if a project's if you can just look at a screenshot of a project, and just look at a screenshot and say, "Oh yeah, it's that." You know that in itself is a testament to it. And Lilith is definitely one of those uh, projects where you can look at the screenshot and say, "Oh yeah, that's Lilith." <laughs> There's no mistaking it for something else. Yeah, you can't fucking tilt the cartridge when you're playing a uh, Doom Wad. That's silly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. And the bottom line is, ultimately, it is awarded based upon its own merits, and the spite is just a bonus. A delicious bonus, (laughs) but it's just a bonus. Awarding things purely on spite, not a good idea. Doesn't work. Doesn't hold up. Not a productive sense, at least. Mm -hmm. So speaking of projects that uh, are identifiable from a distance, the next one on the list is Shadows of the Nightmare Realm. I have not played that, but I really want to because it's got that kind of atmosphere I love and do. It is beautiful. If Lilith uses the Z-Doom engine to its fullest by breaking it over its knees, Shadows of the Nightmare Realm uses GZ-Doom to its fullest by just making a conventional level set compared to Lilith, but it's beautiful. The atmosphere is incredible. I'm excited. I'm probably going to play that tomorrow morning if I can. Uh, I won't spoil it then. I, I won't spoil it. But You have to kind of spoil it to talk about it here, dump ass. Hey, I don't mind spoilers. You Go spoil all the way, man. You're uh... free. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, I'm going to start with just, like, right away. You can tell you're in for a good time. Because if there is one thing that I absolutely love absolutely love about Zenu map sets it's when they come with a level or a difficulty selection level you know like I love wake. that yeah I'm a big fan it's of that really, too really cool yeah it's awesome. and it it starts you off in like this big ass gothic cathedral there's thick fog rolling in there's candles on the walls there's colored lighting there's just mm, it's so full of atmosphere and no matter what you choose the moment you go into the teleporter you're transported into this beautiful void it's 
it's got foggy clouds. You're in this giant metal thing that's floating in the middle of the void. The stairs are just floating there, lifting you upwards. And in the distance, you can see spinning rocks that are just floating around you as statues of demons watch from above. And right in front of you is just the big portal of blood. So obviously your first reaction is to jump into it. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, what do you think this is? Elder Scrolls? You jump in it, and this demonic voice echoes in your ears, and you are just thrown into a Quake-style tech base. Lots of dull brown colors. It's very, very dark. And you go into this room, and you hit the door on the other end. Nothing. Nothing. It's like, huh. Okay, what do I do? So you go back around the other way, you head back out the door you came in, and suddenly you're in a completely different place. That's the best. Yes. Sounds like a real masterclass in uh, how to do atmosphere using the Zedum feature set. Because mm. there are a lot of buttons in UDMF now, and it's very daunting, the sheer amount of functionality and tricks and that that you can pull nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people still use like the boom format because it's a lot easier to work with, a lot oh, more yeah. straightforward. So seeing these big like basically these hey this is what you can do these big billboards for what you can do now and how to create atmosphere in that using these new tools that's valuable. Oh, extremely. This was a good year for like abstract surreal levels. Yeah, we're going to be returning to that well soon later on. Another interesting release that came out this year, kind of in the same vein, uh, Void and Rainbow. My personal favorite wad of 2017. It's not perfect. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best wad of 2017, not by a long shot, but oh, Void and Rainbow. Mm. It's definitely unique. (laughs) Doomguy, you played this one on stream. Tell us your thoughts. I did. I have a good time, other than the fact that I kept falling to my death a lot. Because I am. <laughs> Platforming in the Doom engine is uh, an interesting little beast, isn't it? Platforming in first-person shooters in general has always been a bit uh, iffy. Like, even as far back as, like, the Turok games, which heavily featured it. <laughs> oh, boy, did they. But yeah, like, I had a g- great time. I love the new weapons, like the Doom 64 weapon Sounds, oh my god, they sound... The HUD's um, gorgeous. Yeah, the HUD and... Um, that was a yeah. That was a really nice custom. The coloring's beautiful too. I mean, that much is obvious. I just wish they would teleport you to a safe location if you fell. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. No, that that would have been an objective improvement because insta kill, death pits, and a uh, platform heavy map. Nah, 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 nah son. Nah, always makes me sad. Final boss kicked my ass. Yeah, the final boss is actually probably my least favorite part of the map set, precisely because of how much you're doing jumping and leaping over insta-death pits. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, it would be a lot easier if you didn't die instantly. It serves as a uh, nice sort of contrast with another one that also won, though, like a Saturnine Chapel by uh, Dobu Gabu Inagata Davida. He can push some lines pretty well. Isn't that the thing that Postal Dude says when he smokes catnip? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Culture was flying. 
I I gave it five minutes. I died to three different death traps, and I was like, I think I'm gonna move on for now, <laughs> or I get angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Out of all of the things on the Kakos, the Given and Saturnine Chapel are my absolute least favorite thing. I hated playing. I don't think it's bad. It's just I'm not a fan of that kind of gameplay where it's kind of like a death puzzle, as I like to call it. It's not your traditional Doom gameplay. It's like you're you're trying to figure out how to get the hell out of this room before you die. And that can be interesting in a sense. I mean, traps, tricks and traps have always been a valued part of Doom's history. The architecture is beautiful, and I can't help but respect Dobu for trying something really different. I just hated playing it. <laughs> it was great to look at, but... Are you reviewing a satin named Chapel on most of my relationships? <sighs> womp womp. <laughs> I gave this a quick shot earlier, and uh, I didn't really grab it, or it didn't really grab me. It looked great, but I basically just found myself running around with a pistol trying to find a way to not die. Well, no, I think it did grab you. It just kind of grabbed you by the balls and twisted. No, nah, that's what Stardate does. <laughs> uh, I was most described uh, with confusion. It's just... That intro where you're going through the swamp, though. Mmm! Oh, pretty. beautiful. Truly just beautiful. Just atmosphere out of the nuts. Then you get inside the actual chapel, and then you... Right, everything. Mmm. It's beauty, but I don't want to play it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't like playing it. I appreciate don't want to play it again. Shit for what it is. Mm-hmm. Someone else was really pushing for it. Well, I mean, I'm happy. I I got to keep Lilith. I think Lilith is worth every step of the way. Everyone got their pet awards. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it's been. Interesting that there's been a lot of uh, Zedum heavy atmospheric map sets, but in the CAC Awards, but there's also a bunch of old school traditional boom style stuff. Like, for example, the vanilla No End in Sight, which is really, really good. Granted, it's like, it's completely designed against all my sense of navigation to the point where I am ashamed to admit that I ran past the same key card 10 times before recognizing it was there. But they're really well-designed levels in the classical, traditional sense. Just this really great Doom 1-style reimagining. I like how appropriate the name is. <laughs> I think there's already a map set called Where the Fuck's the Blue Key. <laughs> and if there isn't, that's your mission, viewers, listeners. Someone make a map about me? <laughs> Where's that Damn, fourth red card. <laughs> and then after that, dead air. Oh, oh, bloody hell. Oh, dead yes, man. yes. Also by Zaza. Keegan, you want to take the floor here? <laughs> I adored this. I mean, between just right off the start with that, you know, really weird, isolated uh, room, you get that cool blaster thing and the demons start pouring out. And then, you know, you go through that and you go to that fucked up hellscape city. And things just get weirder from there. And all between, like, the combat encounters, the pacing, the bizarre and downright disturbing uh, monster designs, looking at you, Caco Demon, that vomits screaming eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, dying to those. Ah, The weapons. Holy crap. I love this 
ma uh, map. I was about to say mod, but it's it's a map. But well, it's a map and a mod. I think one of my favorite things about this whole project, uh, actually, there's two favorite things. I love how once you hit, I'd say, what would you guys say, like the midpoint, you you reach that little hub, and you actually have to go through set paths in order to get your other weapons. But when you get mm -hmm. those weapons, they also serve as tutorials to make the most out of them. That's fucking that was cool. brilliant. That was yeah. really cool. I think I ruined that part for myself a little bit by picking the path that had the most powerful weapon first. The machine gun? I can't remember what it was, but it was the one that like made all the other tutorial levels a lot easier. Yeah, I I really like that the uh, the ripping weapon. I can't remember its name off the top of my head. The ripping weapon and the room that it jumped in was triangles. So all the enemies were in straight lines. So you'd fire it and it'd just tear through them all in a straight line. Oh yeah. Is that the plasma weapon? Yeah. But it, it went more than that though. It wasn't like by default it didn't rip because the projectile itself died. But what it did was constantly do some sort of AoE effect as the projectile traveled. So the goal with that gun is to actually shoot and graze enemies. That's fucking brilliant. I'd love that. Like that's that's an idea so clever and so simple, I slap myself when I saw it. I'm like, why the fuck didn't I think of that? That's brilliant. So Zazer made this mod, and he also made No End in Sight. I thought that was a collaboration. Zazer just keeps making these really cool things, and I just have to wonder this one simple thing. Does he sleep? <laughs> Rest for the wicked. Zazer is truly the renaissance man of the Doom community. He can do... He can do pretty much everything. He does music, he does sprites, he does mapping, he does modding, gameplay mod He does great guns. He does ACS, Z scripts, D hacks, everything. He does everything and he does it incredibly well. There is pretty much nothing that he can't touch. I was about to say our hearts, but no, nah, he's definitely touched that. Oh, he's yeah, stolen he definitely mine. Touch. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I'd also like to mention that I really appreciate about Dead Air is the starting weapon. If only because, one, it's a starting weapon that's uh, it's relevant and useful throughout the entire game. But not only that, though, uh, once you beat Dead Air, you can actually play the you can play it over and carry your weapons over. So you can actually upgrade the blasters to such a degree where you can actually solo everything with just the blaster. I love New Game Plus. And the fact that this does oh, it is brilliant. I didn't play long enough of New Game Plus to do that. That's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. It's a surprising rarity to see Doom mods with a New Game Plus mode. The only other thing I can think of is uh, Torm doing it for a mod. Yeah, I remember and that. I can't even remember the name of the mod. But it's definitely something that should be done more often. Another mod. I tried the new game plus thing, although it's a separate difficulty level instead of like actually after beating the game, was uh, Castlevania. Oh, yeah, Castlevania Simon's Destiny. Which had an alternate new game plus skill setting that had different monsters. Mm hmm. And uh, a lot of people were kind of surprised not to see Castlevania this year. And uh, how many of you guys have played it? I've played it a bit. I played a little bit too. I played an earlier version of it for a short time. I, that's another one of those projects that I need to sit down and play, but I don't because I've got other stuff to do. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, such is the life of a modern. I only got to level two because I'm bad at Classicvania. 
Well, there's also the fact that, I mean, it is very, very faithful to the feel and the flow of Classicvania, and that is simultaneously its best merit and its biggest failing. Because the thing about Classicvania, the whip handling, the whip freezing you in place is not that big a deal. Well, I mean, it is a big deal, but the thing is, it's balanced and built around it. Because it's 2D, you can see enemies coming at you all the time, because you can see all around you, and there's only two directions they can come from. In 3D, um, well, you can only see in one direction, and there's a lot more areas enemies and shots can come from. Yeah, and losing your mobility in Doom always sucks. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's a great project that... Uh does some really interesting stuff, but there were other better mods that did more interesting stuff. Oh yeah, ultimately, do not take this And that is not a condemnation. Yeah, that is not a condemnation at all. I mean, it is really one of the standout wads of the year, definitely. Like like was mentioned beforehand, the biggest thing about this year's CAC Awards is that there's just too much stuff. There's way too much. What a great problem to have. <laughs> the presentation is absolutely amazing. The map design is... Oh, it is really, really fun. It's really fun. The clock tower level was especially interesting, constantly moving around on those gears and jumping from area to area. But Tandy knows his platforming. He has been working tirelessly on making platforming work in Doom, and... By George, I think he's going to hit it. Mm. Certainly nailed it with uh, Golden Souls 2. It actually feels really good there. Mm-hmm. Is that out? Not yet, but it... a demo is okay. oh, I was about to say, like, what the hell? Where have I been? Have I been under a rock? How did I miss Golden Souls 2? Well, yeah, you've been under Warframe. Oh, yeah, right. You bet you're <laughs> in a car crash. You've been in a coma for 10 years. I'm on a farm grinding for materials to make more loot grind for. God help me. So another one of the CAC Award winners that I want to point out is Brigandine by Viggles. <laughs> oh. It just feels right. Like it's everything solid. about the layout, the flow, it just feels so right to run around. Yeah, enemy placement, also really good. Like the, the light... The encounter layout is something I really want to point out because it felt like I was just sort of Mr. Magooing from encounter to encounter. Like, I'm running around fighting these monsters and accidentally trigger another cannon in the middle and I'm running away from that and I hit another encounter. It's like the mapper knew exactly what I was going to do and planned the encounters out around that. Mm -hmm. It just felt perfect. Like, you were just stumbling bleary-eyed from fight to fight. Really loved that feel. Mm -hmm. And it looks gorgeous it's yes. all 100 vanilla textures too yeah but holy shit that geometry just figgles does just a really good job of the city set and it's crazy because who is viggles we, we just, just don't, don't know, know. <laughs> yeah i mean he is pretty much i don't want to say a nobody but not somebody people were familiar with when this came out yeah, he's not really done anything big beforehand. And then he comes out of nowhere and releases something this astounding. It's mm, good. I think he's had only 
one single release beforehand, like a single map called Breach. That that's it. That that's all he's got to his name. Just Brigandine Breach. That's it. And that's the thing that I love about this community in that, like, it's rapidly approaching its quarter century of age, and yet there are still people just coming out of fucking nowhere of really, really cool stuff. Like, there are a bunch of known parties that you know are going to create some good stuff, but there's still people that just come out of nowhere. Oh, well, Ribix released something again. Guess we gotta give him another tech award. Hmm. Speaking of that, Starbase. Starbase. <laughs> I'm scared to play it because the last one was so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Ribix's maps are really, really cool looking and really, really well laid out, but they also turn my ass inside out. So. Yeah, it's like getting kicked in the balls playing them. It's like, man, oh, wow, look at all this. Oh, God, my balls. Um, I mean, it's pretty much, how do I put this? Like, what comes to mind when I tell you it's a pillow blaster mod? What comes to mind? Boom, over the top. Explosions. I mean, you already know what a mod is going to be about if I tell you it's a Pillow Blaster mod. With this, it's a Ribix map set. You already know what it's going to be about. Beautiful architecture, really intricate layouts, punishing difficulty, fun to play even despite that. Get out of you, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much the long and short of it. It's 11 levels of getting punched in the face and going... Ooh, while it happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, what it what it is is somebody's punching you in the face, but it's with a boxing glove that that has a kaleidoscope on it. <laughs> so every time you're getting punched in the face, the kaleidoscope's getting jammed into your face and you just get, you know, new technicolor pain. And also it's a beautiful woman, so you really like how she does it. Thank you, ma'am. May I have another? Oh, usually I have to pay for this. <laughs> Then we get one thing that's also kind of a thing that happened this year is the mock award was officially phased out. Yeah. I was yeah. a little sad about that. It's almost tradition, but I suppose it's something people, it's something Steve wanted to phase out for a long time. I remember that yeah. he was trying to get it over and done with uh, when it was still under his control. Yeah, I understand why I had to go, because, you know, all these, like, shitty meme wads always get, like, articles made about them. Like, low-effort meme wads, and it's just like, we don't want to yeah, reward that kind of... Why just redo PC gamers work for them? Honestly, <laughs> I'm not really 100% on that reasoning. My reasoning is, honestly, what's the funniest project you've played this year? Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Mock Award, it's, it's, for me, it's less a matter of meme wads and internet articles and things like that, and more that there hasn't really been a solid, funny award for quite some time. Oh, wait, run for it, although that was mentioned. Oh, yeah, it was mentioned. Yeah, run for it kind of fit better under the. Yeah, mods it was thing. funny and it was technically accomplished. So if the lot. award still existed, it probably would have won. Yeah, but like last year was Ludicrium, and that was pretty cool, I think. But before then, what was it? Insta Doom. That's 
I'm sorry, Lang, that's not very good mod. Mm. Then there's Brutalist Doom before that, and... We're sort of been scraping the barrel a bit. Yeah, I, I, so now I've got the Mac Award instead, which is for unusual, artistically compelling stuff. Like The Given, which you mentioned earlier term, was a mod you're really into. That's one way to put it. <laughs> um, okay, so The Given. The Given is a fascinating concept because it's not a map in the traditional sense. You don't go around with your guns, killing demons, picking up keys. You solve puzzles. That's that's it. You, you solve puzzles throughout the entire map. Boring. Well, no, actually, I think it's an interesting concept, but the biggest thing that holds it back is that they're vanilla-compatible puzzles. Oh. I mean, when it comes to Z-Doom and GZ-Doom, you can do a lot with Decorate, ACS, Z-Script in order to have interesting puzzles. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing a quick round of Tetris in order to unlock a door, maybe. Or maybe the traditional Legend of Zelda sense, and all of these nine crystals in this one section must all be a specific color. Like, that would be really interesting to play as. With Vanilla, um... What can you do in vanilla? You can hit switches and... Fall on stuff. And shoot demons. But when you take away that one ingredient, Keegan, what are you left with? Oh, no! Shooting switches? <laughs> it's, it, it's an interesting experiment. It's truly fascinating. But it doesn't work for you. No, to me it feels like a completely... I won't say wasted effort, but I will say misguided effort. But it's here. Yeah. And really, Doom's basically a canvas for trying all sorts of weird stuff nowadays. Yeah. Actually, this, that Matt's had to give him, that's probably something that uh, JP LeBreton probably ought to keep an eye on, because uh, I know he's working on a non-traditional project in the Doom engine that probably won't involve a lot of shooting and stuff. So that's probably something that he ought to look at to see what works and what doesn't. Granted, he's working in like GZ Doom with ACS and all that stuff, so yeah. he can. It's always worth looking at projects that are similar to what you're aiming for to sort of see what mistakes they make and how you can avoid them. Oh, yeah. That's basically where your entire modding philosophy is in a term: finding stuff you don't like and doing it better. <laughs> it. I can't help it. It's one of my absolute favorite pastimes to do. Okay. I've got a whole series of bad games, bad mods, bad map sets, bad visual novels. Oh yeah, I'm going to have so much fun. <laughs> and Keegan gives me so much shit for it. And it is 100% deserved. You fucking hipster. <laughs> uh, no, I only give you shit when you get to the point where you're like, I'm not having fun anymore, but I'm still playing it. <laughs> That's when I start giving you shit. Ah, Keegan, this boss in Mighty Number no. Nine—it's just doing things. I don't—I don't know. What should I do with this? Why? <laughs> Distant pizza explosion. So, going on oh. to the thing that we actually have some experience with, uh, let's look at the gameplay mods. I played them all. I can comment. So, Doom okay. Delta is something I've been advocating for for a long time. I think since the first version came out. Ah, oh, Doom Delta is amazing. I I love it. It is definitely very much like something you'd have to have a 
appreciation of Doom and its history to really get. It's something that I think is very... I think it's a lot more quietly innovative than a lot of other gameplay mods. Like, mm. a lot of gameplay mods, mine included, there's a lot of flash and stuff going like... They're really throwing the particles around. They're really showing off all their tricks and that. All sorts of visual effects. Mm-hmm. Doom Delta does all sorts of innovative, interesting things, but they're on a bit of a lower... Like, they're a lot quieter about it. Like, you've got custom menus. You've got the, the built-in auto map and stuff. I love that. Oh, that's so neat. I love that so much. you got all these... It's little interesting ideas, but they're done in such a way as to blend in with the original Doom visuals. So there's not, like, particles everywhere. There's not, like, fancy HD sound effects, whatever. It all sort of blends together very subtly, sort of complementing the existing Doom gameplay without really diverting too far from it or from the original Doom visual style. And that's great. It does some really interesting stuff. It's it's really... I've I said this in the article, but it really says a lot to make something that feels simple in this day and age of incredible technology. Like uh, that, I can't get over that auto map on the HUD. It fits in so wonderfully and so smoothly. You'd look at it and you go, "Well, that can't be that difficult." And then you look inside the code, and holy shit! Doom Data really, and a lot of Doctor Pyspy stuff really feels like a modder's mod. Like, something where all the additions in it seem simple, but really, really aren't. So there's things that other gameplay modders, other Zudu modders appreciate more than other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how successful that is with, like, audiences that aren't us, but I can say that I find it really interesting and really cool. Haven't people been trying to make, like, Doom Alpha mods for, like, a long time and no one's really... It's a curse. Oh yeah, it's a curse. Yeah, yeah. the curse. I've heard about. It. Yeah, that it that Doom Alpha Doom Bible projects have been cursed for how many years, guys? Like, well, Jesus, ever yeah. since the inception, it, it, Doom Delta it has finally the broken curse. the curse, and that is what I wanted to mention, actually. It, and how does it break the curse? By just being really good. By existing. No built-in maps. They should give them a, like an all-new. They need to make a new award just for them, Curse Breaker. No maps. That's how they do it. All the other Doom Bible projects want to rebuild the entire original plan Tom Hall storyline, which means like a whole new megawad set of maps with actual story and stuff. And a lot of the people that make these Doom Bible projects are like one person, two people, not really like TC level support. So there's a lot of burnout and they usually get left by the wayside. By not including the maps... Mm -hmm. There's a focus on just the gameplay and functionality and the visual side of things, and that's where Doom Delta succeeds. It's like this weird alternate universe version of the game that we've been modding for the past quarter century. I was also going to say that it feels like it's been plucked out of a a different timeline altogether. Yeah, it's like a time piece. If you want the ultimate surreal experience, Doom Delta with Doom the way it did. Or yeah. Doom 2 the way it did. That is... It's something that's <laughs> close, but not quite. That's a great idea. And play it on full screen at 320 by 200 resolution. With no mouse look. And interpolation turned off. 
And then you find one of the Doom dolls or whatever that Pi Spy put in and he snapped out of things. Just for a moment. There's some really <laughs> weird stuff he's been playing with. I'm not sure if I should mention any of it. So let's move on to Final Doomer. Wait, you mean Final Doomer's finally out? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, though, this update has been fantastic. Yeah, a lot of really mm-hmm. cool new weapon sets in it. And I, I suppose for those that don't know, Final Doomer is a gameplay wep- or a gameplay mod that bases multiple weapon sets off of uh, map sets. And, and that's brilliant. There's uh, uh, TNT Evolution, uh, Plutonia, the J- JPCP, you know, the Japanese Community Project, uh, Back to Saturn X. Mm-hmm. Um, Ancient oh, Aliens. Ancient Aliens, thank you. That's a cool one. So what they've done is they've exhaustively looked at these map sets and have designed weapons around the map sets. Not, both, not just mechanically, but also aesthetically. And they fucking nailed it. They have done such a bang-up job on nailing the feeling of each weapon and having it being appropriate to the aesthetic of the map set. It's one of those interesting things where, like, mm-hmm. Term can attest to this, but, like, gameplay mods do not get map sets. It's very rare. Like, Term's <laughs> been struggling this with this for ages, trying to get people to, like, build maps to accompany map, uh, gameplay mods, and it's something that people aren't willing to do. With this project, Shivers and Yol have mm-hmm. gone the opposite direction. They've found map sets, they've found megawads, and they've built weapon sets around those projects. And the end result works really well. Yeah, honestly, I think it's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I hope more people rip off. Ditto. Yeah, I hope it becomes a trend. Let's see, let's see the Swim of the Whales map set that, where you start with the BFG. It's not, not wad. Dibs on Scythe 2. Uh, yep! Fucker, I knew it! I was going to say, when are you going to make Scythe? <laughs> Term? Term? Aren't all your gameplay mods designed for Scythe 2? <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that I have Eric Holm chained to my basement. Well, that would explain why he hasn't finished Scythe X. Oh, that's pretty Look, bad. it's just a love dungeon, okay? Oh. It's just my love dungeon. All the cops. <laughs> and speaking of Term, there's High Noon Drifter. What the hell is that? Huh. It's alright. Nah, I think it's like I think it's like a brutal doom fork. Oh, completely disregarding all the in jokes. High noon drifter is really fascinating. It's like I've been saying fascinating a lot. I'm so fucking sorry. Someone else talk. Well, I guess I could gush about it a little bit. Then uh, I I can yeah. let Doom guy talk about Basilissa for us. But anyways, oh, oh um, <laughs> I uh, how long I can you guys stay? I have a great deal of appreciation for high noon drifter because this is one of those this is actually the first time i think yeah i think this is the first time that term at least in a while has said you know what i want to make a gameplay mod but i don't necessarily want to make it super weird or complex i just want to make a bunch of really good guns let's get to it and that's what he did you know you you have a very traditional doom roster weapon because you got a pistol you know a shotgun a super shotgun um a what kind of what what replaces the chain gun? It's a grease gun, isn't it? MP- yeah, submachine gun. Submachine gun. Bull but, grease gun. You know, submachine yeah. gun. I think it is a grease gun. Sorry. Anyways, and then you yep. got hand grenades for a rocket launcher, which that's a little bit weird, but still very straightforward. You throw a thing, they go boom, they die. And then, of course, you get a little bit interesting once you get to the plasma rifle, which is a magic fire staff. And then the BFG, which I'll let Doom Guy talk about in just a second. Term also went a little bit further with it. Uh, with all the weapons, you can hit the alt-fire key and lash out with a whip. So rather than having a fist you equip, 
all your weapons have a whip alt fire, which means by you can get in close comfortably and beat the hell out of everything with your whip. Uh, he also went a step further with that, and uh, you also have mobility options because it's a term mod. Of course, you have a dash button. But <laughs> I also appreciate it because you can do some cool shit where you can dash and then follow that with a jump and get a nice long jump going on with it. And then, and then there's the chainsaw replacement. Oh boy, I can't. Me- I can never <laughs> remember the exact name of it, but it's a freaking boomerang. And you know, you think, okay, whatever. Terms done boomerang weapons in the past, which that's true. And by default, you know, you throw the boomerang, it it hits stuff, and it comes back. Uh, you can hit the a uh, tertiary fire. The, yeah, tertiary fire, which lets you throw the boomerang and like force control it and aim where it goes. That's fine. But then you go into the options menu and you notice this <laughs> option. full power. You, you see this option that allows you to choose what and, you know, what exactly can this boomerang pick up? And you're like, oh, okay, so let's see. There's uh, items, keys, uh, no keys, but items, something like that. And then finally you go further and there's just a, an option called you absolute madman. And you're like, gee, I wonder what that is. So you start throwing the boomerang around. <laughs> you start noticing you can pick up shit like... Uh, uh, you know, uh, de- decorative items like torches or corpses or trees or monsters, you can pull them into you. Uh, projectiles, you can pull them into your own face. And then you start getting really weird. You throw the boomerang, you turn your back on it, and you pick yourself up. And poor Corzo, the protagonist, just ah! And you start going into um, boomerang singularities. So congratulations, Term. You've um, you've you've made a singularity in the mod. Oh, shit, and I almost forgot the important uh, hat button. You push the button to hat, you can throw your hat at enemies. Powerful weapon. So, that's one of the things that I was about to mention before I realized how repetitive I was getting. This is one of the first full mods to really take advantage of Zscript, that thing that we have uh, praised and cursed in equal measure. And seeing what Term's been able to do with it, in augmenting his ideas and doing unique and interesting stuff, it's fat interesting. And it's a definite testament to Zscript as well. Yeah, it really shows. And like you mentioned that a lot of the uh, arsenal is very meat and potatoes, but the bits where it goes off the plantation are really, off the reservation, are really interesting. Like you've got the Basilissa, the cool demon queen morph that uh, Doom Space Marine has tissues by his desk for. What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? But my, pers- but my personal favorite is the dead radio, which summons Ooh, a bunch yeah. of uh, ghost guns that fly around shooting things and making quiet battleground sounds like you're constantly being chased by the intro to Metallica's one. <laughs> I almost forgot. There's another aspect that I also want to mention. Uh, I mentioned earlier about tertiary fires. A few other weapons have those. Like with grenades, you have an option to throw two grenades at once. But um, That's fun. Uh, but one thing I thought was really interesting, and this is something I guarantee if any gameplay modders are listening to this, they'll get where I'm coming from. What the hell do you do with the super shotgun? By default, the vanilla super shotgun is amazing. It's the best weapon in the game. The vanilla super shotgun is the greatest weapon in the game, and it sort of like obsoletes most of the arsenal, so it's a difficult challenge to deal with. Exactly. But not only that, though, it's like, so yeah, it, it by default, it's a great weapon. So, you know, if you're a gameplay modder and you want to do something cool and interesting with the super shotgun, like, you know, so what the fuck do you do? 
And I, I think Term's approach to the extra function of the uh, super shotgun and uh, High Noon Drifter is great. It's like, well, let's see here. Um, two barrels, two shells. But what if, what if, hear me out, guys. What if I take another two shells and put those behind those? <laughs> so, so Corzo opens, opens the super shotgun. And with he and with the animation, it, it's great. There's actually a little bit of effort that he sticks another two shells in there. And you snap the weapon shut. So now, you know, you're sitting there. Okay, I have four shells in two, in two, um, in two barrels. What the fuck happens? You pull the trigger and you're just greeted with this thunderous, explosive <laughs> shot. And not only is buckshot flying everywhere, but you also see tiny fragments of shells going all over the place and causing bedlam. It is spectacular <laughs> and an, a fine example of sometimes the best answer is the simple, most obvious one. How do you make a super shotgun better? You put more shells in it. I'm going to try that the next time I go to a shooting range. Please don't. I get hurt. It's your <laughs> fault, Term. <laughs> it will probably blow up in your hands if you do that. Make sure I'm you've got someone it. filming it so you can put it on YouTube. You might get like six right. cents of ad revenue out of it. Blow up in your hand? I didn't realize Glock made shotguns. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, there's in Basilisa the fan favorite aspect of the mod. And, uh, <laughs> aspect. Guy, would you like to take the podium? Um, the podium? She's a uh, great asset. The arsenal. She de she definitely doesn't <laughs> lag behind Corzo. I think uh, I've broken my chase cam key playing your wad. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that about the BFG and. I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but one thing about the BFG that I like is the fact that you've got this sort of triangle aspect to it. You've got three separate functions that all focus on different things. You've got the primary fire, which, I mean, it's pretty much a straight BFG blast. It's simple, it's functional, it works, uses the lowest ammo, has the most consistent output of damage and then you've got the reload which causes a massive burst of damage like the absolute heaviest damage output but it's unpredictable takes a while to get going and then you got basilisa herself and she is a tank she can soak everything she's she is the oh shit button. she's a big lady big fiery girl who are you <laughs> It actually is cool because um I don't think I've actually seen a Doom mod that does a a single player component but with a, a dual nature to the characters because you have you know at the same time you have you know Corzo our our boy cowboy with guns and all that cool stuff but then you have Basilisa this uh, massive demon that's extremely powerful in melee uh, with some ridiculously explosive attacks but. If you're playing as Basilisa, you can actually turn and you can actually see Corzo just kind of chill out in this uh, pentagram. Yeah, that's a really cool feature. Pentagram of protection. Yeah. It actually offers some very, very cool gameplay opportunities because you can actually, if you know there's a room that's completely fucked with monsters, you can you can keep back as Corzo and send Basilisa in. And if like she gets stuck or things get hairy, you... Desummon her, and then you're back to Corzo in the safe room. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Good scout. There is 
there is one gameplay mod that does have a feature similar to that that actually got an update this year. Necrodoom, the way you can swap between on foot and in mech, is another fantastic opportunity of Zazer Genius, especially considering what you can do to the mech. <laughs> the self-destruct oh, okay. button. Yeah, detonate. Yeah. Necrodoom is yeah. fun. You can... You can get in the mech, you can go to places, and if things get hairy, you can eject out of the mech. And if things get even hairier, uh, you can pull out this little car beeper, <laughs> and then just do beep beep, and then it blows up. And then you always had a mech. And then you have to walk your ass back to the start of the map to get a fresh one. Yeah, or head to the next level. Don't you but... get like a puny pea shooter pistol? Actually, no, it's not, a pi- it's not a pistol. It's an explosive shotgun. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not defenseless without your mech, and that's honestly a fantastic little feature. And appreciated one, too. need more mech wads. Uh, yeah. And with that, that is a pretty... I won't say in-depth look, because obviously it's not, but it's a pretty nice little look at the little CAC awards and the stuff and the thoughts behind them. I know uh, Doom Radio is going to be wanting to do its own little take on it, discussing the awards a bit more in depth, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Yeah, they'll be able to take care of stuff that we haven't been able to delve into, like the multiplayer stuff. You should definitely check them out, and this is totally not a shameless plug, and Alfonso does not have a pistol to my head. No, but I'm getting paid for this. (laughs) You're the only one. Yeah, don't worry. We're paying you an exposure. That's lewd. <laughs> so poor. All right, but good night, everybody. Looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go, go on, go on. Yeah, what are we looking forward to with the next year? Like, obviously, 2017 is not going to be the end of Doom modding, so not by we're going to have some stuff coming out in the next year. So what all are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, the guys behind uh, Shadow of the Wool Ball will do something else again. That'd be cool. I think they've been posting some stuff in the Zedum forums Discord. I think they're doing like a point-and-click adventure game, so I don't think it's a Doom Engine. I'll play it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Nice to see them branch out. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I suppose uh, to keep things Doom-related and something that's actually relevant to my interests that I've been following for a while and uh, Term actually has... Um, followed as well among other things uh wrecker oh uh, yeah wrecker damn dude like for those of you that don't yeah. know this it's a very impressive total conversion actually but if memory serves right uh, i'm sure it's he's still going for this it is uh vanilla compatible like it is actually designed to be played essentially vanilla isn't it something yeah that. that's mm-hmm. what i remember hearing 100 percent vanilla compatible which has been definitely an undertaking roughed <laughs> it's definitely been rough but you know it, it's fun it's fun in its own way and he has been posting updates religiously on vr i don't think there's been a week he's missed yet without updates and every single time it's wow this looks beautiful the dude is an artist and it really shows i'm rooting for the guy i i definitely look up to him Mm-hmm. He's good. There's also, uh, uh, what was it? It was about, like, uh, some 
ghosts and goblins ripoff with Castlevania weapons. And hey, wait a minute! Those aren't Castlevania weapons. Those are ghosts and goblins weapons. You ch- oh wait, <laughs> wait. That's my. I'm looking forward to Jamona. That's my project. Yeah. Me too. Um. Yeah. If I don't, Gigan's been working on a one. Oh yeah, I've been working on a ver- version 1.0. If I actually don't, if I somehow don't get version 1.0 done by sometime to, by 2018, um, I'm probably going to eat my socks. I will tar and feather you personally. I'll just, I'll probably just make some passive aggressive comments somewhere you can see. It, it, like the worst part is there's no, there, there really is no excuse to get a version 1.0 out by 2018. I am. Very close to getting this crap done, people. I I assure you. But for those of you that are aware of what I'm doing, and yeah, I I, I just want to say I appreciate your guys' patience. It'll get there in time. I promise you. How about you, Doom Guy? What are you looking forward to for 2018? Uh, definitely Jamoda. That's the big one for me. And Keegan again. I you know, sorry. You know what I. I'm talking about. Yeah, don't 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 sweat it. it. Just as long as you don't say it here. If you said it here, I'd probably have to bust your kneecaps. Oh, you mean? I'm just kidding. Don't you do it? What are you guys talking about? I'm looking forward to Mega Man getting added to Jamoto. Ah, <laughs> oh, can't be. <laughs> I there's actually a couple interesting gameplay mod ideas that haven't really been sussed out yet. Like it, it has been twenty. 20- 24 years into Doom's lifespan, and people still have not made vehicles that don't play like ass. I think I tried at some point, but I failed. Unless it's mechs, then no, yeah, vehicles haven't really... So could we have a return to Doom Center, then, with actual drivable vehicles? Oh, Oh, man, that that would be crazy. There's also uh, one mod that has been attempted once before was not done very well mini games mm. like mario party style mini games yeah oh. isn't there like yeah. a doom party style mod for uh Zandronum? i remember seeing work in progress videos of that and it looks fantastic uh icon of sin party on Zandronum. icon of party yeah it yeah, icon of party it, it uh it, it's interesting it's very monkey cheese extremely monkey cheese but sometimes you just need some of that. What are you making with your monkey cheese? Uh. That's between me and God. And then on that ominous note, uh, what I'm looking forward to over the next year. Well, I'm going to start off with uh, the normie opinion and go with uh, Back to Saturn X Episode 3. Because the Ooh. Back to Saturn X map sets are really damn good. Yeah. They, Look at this optimist thinking they'll be released in 2018. <laughs> well, maybe episode two will come out of beta. Maybe. <laughs> Leave me with my thoughts. Uh, um, it's okay, Kinsey. Another thing that's interesting, but this is the thing that uh, is interesting that I probably won't like, but sh- I'm really want- pulling to have finished and released that, like something that's out of the ordinary. Uh, autobiographical architecture by J.P. LeBrayton, just because it's doing something really different with this tool set. I don't think anyone's ever done an autobiography in Doom before. Oh, really, if any game-making tool. Actually, I think it was that one guy, the the Russian dude that was getting deported from Britain or something. I remember something about that when Tig Source was a thing. 
Well, I mean, there's the Beginner's Guide by... Oh, yeah, Beginner's Guide by uh, Davey Reardon, I think his name is, the Stanley Parable creator. Yeah, the Stanley Parable guy. I'll just call him Stan. Beginner's Guide by Stan. That was a fictional biography, but... You could read between the lines and see where it applied. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was still pretty engaging to go through. So, I mean, Doom isn't inherently good to handle it, but, hey, that's the point of experimenting. Sometimes you've got to try something that you think isn't going to work. Hey, maybe it will work. Yeah. And, of course, there's also more death. Hope springs eternal. (laughs) (laughs) More death and the next TNT 2 project. TNT 2-3. TNT 2 Dynamite. But 2018 is going to be an interesting year for That's for certain. It's going to be, as usual, a whole bunch of new faces, a whole bunch of new surprises, a whole bunch of things happening that nobody expected. And... I'm confident that if 2017 was cramped for us and we had so many, whoa, we had just way too much stuff to go with, I'm confident that 2018 is going to be even bigger. Mm. You're going to get even more stuff. It's going to drop off sometime, but I don't think interest is dwindling anytime soon. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of quiet years ahead, I reckon, probably around 2019-ish, since 2018 will have a bunch of carryovers from this year. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. We'll get to that when it happens. Right now, we're going to call this one quits. So thank you all very much for coming in and listening to us and listening to the nerd opinions. But Keegan, Doom Guy, thank you for coming along. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Kenzie, thanks for co-hosting. Thank you. It's been a real... Good night, everybody. <laughs> and have a good holiday season. And I will see you all next year. Intermission will resume proper sometime after the beginning of the new year. Not sure when, but I'm sure if it gets mid-February, Kinsey will be kicking my ass by that point. So Probably. <laughs> see you all in 2018, people. Have a nice night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.